for being honest. You sound like Heath Ledger's Joker. Jesus. Harvey Dent. Dang, I gotta find whole new crust recipes and everything. You have to find crust. I'm a cuspy crust. crust yes, yes, you are a crusty girl. I finally claimed it on my Instagrams. Aww. I called myself a Sagicorn. Crusty crab pizza? I am a Sagicorn, yeah. Oh my god. This low carb protein pizza only has 228 calories and 12 grams of carbs. 260 grams. For my macro. Is the pizza, yeah. For you and me. For my macro count. Low carb protein pizza, only 228 calories and 12 gram carbs in the whole pizza. What is the pizza made out of? Cauliflower? Well, that still seems pretty low for even for cauliflower. Right. What is this made out of? You guys, I serenaded y'all and you just... It was so beautiful that I didn't know how to respond to it. I'm not going to give it beautiful at all. He's a sound engineer, so that seems fair. That seems fair. So we just wanted to hurt my feelings. I have regular ears out here. Louie loved it. Look how he's eagerly waiting for more. To bounce. We were having a serious conversation, and you just came through with your About macros. Yes, we were talking about health. Health is wealth. I crab pizzas. That's not even real. What are you talking about? It's real in your heart. Make it. I just did. Make it in real life so we can have some crusty crab pizza. I cannot do that. I can't make it. Why? Because it doesn't exist. Anyway, Thomas, like you were saying. Because it's in my heart. <laughs> heart doesn't exist either. But heart does exist. I think you anatomy. Another ass where your heart is supposed to be. That's probable. Assy bitch. You're an assy bitch. <laughs> your mama. Remember your mama jokes? Yes. They Remember your mama's shows? I'm telling my mom. You call the her butt show. big. The show was a thing. I'm, no, telling, I didn't I'm telling you right it. now. Stop it. Mom. Stop. Mommy. She's a liar. I'll say she's a liar. Aw, look at my mom. She's so cute. She's like, I looked really cute today. I just, this interaction. That's horrible. <laughs> Don't lie about me, okay? She dinged her bell. Oh. Because she's done chemo. Oh. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> the wholesomeness we needed. The wholesomeness we needed. Bro, what if I cry like that? <laughs> How about we not think about that? I think like that black man. <laughs> I still love you. Yo. Someone introduce this podcast. Somebody introduce this podcast. This is the check-in podcast with small twin, tall twin. Hey, yo, what's up? And so did it. What's good, what's good? Hey, gang, 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 gang. All right, so we gonna get we gonna get into something, but first we gonna ask each other how we doing because life is hard and you gotta check in with your friends. Check in with your friends. How you doing? How am I? I'm good. I got a drink in my cup. I'm drinking a little soju, a little peach flavor, a little strawberry flavor, mm. and we got a Izzy in here, green apple. So wow. you know, we got a fruity cocktail right here with a little bit of Korean flair. What's How the street doing? name for that, Izzy? Oh, the street name is um, 
What's today's date? The 128. You know what? The, we never did the episode on drugs, did we? Yes, we did. Like, but no, no, no. We did the drugs episode, but did we ever actually do an episode on drugs? No. No, because nobody would ever do drugs in this room. Tyler. Okay, yeah. Matt. Well, since nobody would ever actually do drugs in this room, but when we actually will do drugs, um, <laughs> when my peoples leave the house, I would love to come over here and we get drunk and do an episode and then crossfade and then do the next episode. Baby, I don't know if the episode's going to be good to release, I, but I do my best. <laughs> they, would, they would cause mass hysteria. Because I you drink a little bit and I get problematic. I get pro- Well, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, I, really, Wait, I was like, what state of mind was I in? Nope, I was very high. And I was saying some wild we, shit. We should control that. I mean, we can always, over. like, you know, bleep it out. But our one hour episode probably going to be like five minutes. But, you know, hey. Remember when, with Lil, yep. but when Lil Wayne would, like, do a verse? But, like, the clean version yeah. would be like, it, it, and then she, and then, it, 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 young money. <laughs> That's, that's, that's how the yeah. fucking episode would be yeah. like. So I'm willing to take that risk. Of course you, because <laughs> he's pure. <laughs> he's pure talking to fucking demons. Yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. Okay, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Joanne and Suzanne, the demons. Uh, I forgot what demons' names were, but I would never say that out loud. But yeah, that's what, that would be that would be our demon name. Who <laughs> just Suzanne? Suzanne and Joanne. I know a Suzette. No, it. A Suzette. That's a, that's a demon name. No, that's a person's name. Mm-hmm. Huh? Interesting. His name is. What was the? Hey yo. Who? I think I was watching. What? The- what is you talking about? Huh? Because I got some shit to say to a. These things I had you- to leave out. Bitch, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm being. What's up? You want? What's up? What's good, my guy? All right, we're done. So this topic <laughs> is about spirituality. <laughs> uh, yep, it sure is. Wow. That's... <laughs> Sorry, I get really defensive about my twin. Who? Oh, I feel that too about you. But like I saw red all across my eye vision. Maybe we need to have a tidbit about uh, that. My rage. <laughs> I'm just trying to look Or about the, the uh, notes. The notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, sorry. it's you're good. It's just, you know, we we we're gonna We're gonna just do some editing. Unless we need to go to a different episode because your energy levels seem real high and maybe this ain't the time for a spiritual episode, you know what I'm saying? I think this is the perfect time no, for I a spiritual think... episode because it'll demonstrate discipline. Oh, okay. Yep. Sometimes you gotta call on to your higher power just to calm all that. Big energy mm-hmm. down, you know. Thank Amen. You. Buy him a Honda. Thank you. Sha-la-la-la-la. You see how the other night you were trying to release that demon? That's my demon 24-7 internally. Yeah, do that. No. In the house, though. Like, you ain't got to do that outside. It wouldn't stay in the house. Why? It would. 
it would be manifesting in my you everyday. You need to watch How to Train Your Dragon or whatever the fuck. They mm. I don't know. With food, right? With berries or some shit? Mm. Or you watch uh, Caesar I train try to dog train my dragon with cinnamon rolls, but, you know, your, your back dragon. started hurting. Oh, yeah, no. there's just so many, so, only so many. Your dragon started dragging? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. All right. All right, fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Let's talk. Let's talk. Oh, God. You're only starting these off with some huge questions. Cool. Yeah. Um, Well, first, we're not done with how we're doing, though. Oh. That was interrupted by my demon. So I want to apologize. (laughs) You want me to beat your ass? (laughs) He's coming to you. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, that guys, kids. So you're doing great. Me, I'm doing. Uh, I've been better, you know. Hopefully, by the time this releases, I am much better. So yeah, yeah, yeah I feel that for you. He just likes to be hit. That's his kink. So I need to beat his ass. Hey, look what he's doing after you did. So, like, well, look what he's doing. It's going to get worse. But why is he behind it? Thomas, how are you doing? I'm scared for Louis. Yes. You know when you was like, like a drunk parent. You, <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> You know when you like go sleep over with your friends and then they get their ass beat and you just look at like you just like oh shit fuck you mom come here and you start here ah they come back mommy no you wanna play video games or you wanna go to sleep let me tell you, yo, I don't want to be next. I don't. Um, I don't. See, I'm I, having I, an allergic reaction to the air. I must be picked up immediately. Yeah, me telling my parents I'm sick. <laughs> I don't feel good. Can you pick me up even though you just dropped me off 45 minutes ago? Yep. Oh and I know god. they would be mad. Super mad. Oh my god. Speaking of God, um, today. <laughs> that was a nice transition. It was. Thank you. Thank you. I. I'm trying, okay? okay? With every hour. I want to give you your flowers. His. Yours. Yours. Ours. <laughs> Shrimp and lobster towers. Champagne showers. <laughs> Can do this for hours. Oh, is that the Hours and Hours song? Yeah. Who, who's, oh, I don't know. Who's I don't know, but it's just an EP, I think. Is that The weekend? No, no, it's not the weekend, ma'am. Uh, I feel like was well, that there them them what you call the weekend? What that, that boy them, named the Tuesdays? Boy, is that the Silk Sonic? Is that the the ones that be going fast in the car? The, the silky ones. I know it's the a, perm boys. What the what they call them? Yeah, it's by somebody. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing. We're already this. doing that episode that you were talking about. You just not on our level. I'm hot. Okay, so so hours and hours by Mooney Long. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've never would have guessed that. I, I oh, know it's that popular. song. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I've gotten it. No, no, no. She's also done, doing the Time Machine song. Um, that's uh-huh. currently. I wish I had a time machine. But <laughs> time machine. Wait, Willow's Willow song, or is it a remake of Willow's song, or no? No. It's just I wish I had a time machine. Yeah. It's going up crazy on uh social TikTok. on TikTok. Yeah. It's crazy how how like the copyright laws change because of TikTok. That's crazy. But well, things are different. I know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, let's get into this topic. Come on. Get into it, yeah. <clears throat> so I thought this would be a very interesting conversation. Why? Um be- I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't answer that. Keep going. <laughs> wow. Alrighty. Well, I thought talking about spirituality would be an interesting topic because we all, I think, grew up in the church or Christian school or both. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I would just like to tap into like millennials and their spiritual journeys nowadays because I know that I've changed and evolved in my way of thinking and I've went astray and then came back and was like, yo, that's not so bad when it's not so scary. And so, yeah, tell me how y'all's journey has been. Well, first, is there a higher power? I believe so. Okay. Uh, I am non-denom. Oh, okay. The non-denom flavor. Non-denom. Hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> this is how Christianity should be. Yes. Fun. It should um, be. <laughs> So, yes, I'm that flavor of Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have always been a Christian. I grew up in the church. Um, I've always, I went to church every Sunday religiously up until I got depression. Okay. Um, That was a really, like, weird time for me in my faith. But regardless, like, now that I have, like, a lot of that under the control, there's also still a pandemic, so I'm not physically going to church, but I do watch my little Transformation Church Tuesdays or whatever when I do the rebroadcast on Tuesdays. Um, But religion and spirituality, I came to find out, were two very different things. Okay. And um, being spiritual, I've felt that's something that I've tapped into more in my adult life, getting to understand, like, okay... Yes, there is a part of me that is physical that I have to take care of. There's a part of my consciousness that I have to take care of. But there's also this other part of me that, you know, if you call it energy, spirituality, whatever, there's a part of you that is not physical that I feel like you also need to take care of. And that is something I feel like for the duration of my life up until maybe like 24, 25, Mm -hmm. I didn't really address because I was just like, oh, this is all lumped in, in into religion. Mm-hmm. And it's, and for me, I've discovered it's not. Right. Not the way that I had been digesting religion for the last, you know, two decades. Mm-hmm. But I love Jesus. That's my homie, for real, for real. And I don't think I would be the person that I am right now if I wasn't religious or spiritual because people have like really fucked with me. Yeah. And if I didn't have something in the back of my head going like, you know, give this person grace or, you know, look at this person from a different perspective or, you know, when you've made a mistake or you've crossed somebody, Mm. wouldn't you want them to forgive you? You know, all these stories in the Bible and everything. 
that is the only reason I am the good person I am today because I know I can be a fucking menace to society and I yeah. choose not to be because I think the Lord wouldn't like that. Mm. But that's that's pretty much me in a new shell. Yeah. I think I think like as time has progressed, I've become way more spiritual than religious. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, grew up in the church. My dad literally uh, instilled in me and my sister, if there's ever a chance to pray, to never turn it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant every time they asked us to pray on uh, Sunday, like, you know, in front of everybody, mm-hmm. it was Oof. it was a sin in the house to say no. Wow. Like, okay. Mm. Uh, probably one reason I've gotten decent at, you know, public speaking and performing and whatnot. Okay. Um, but with that, as time went on, once I finally made it to college and I had the chance to step away from religion and not have to go to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it caused me to start searching a little. I was like, oh, well, I mean, am I really Christian? Yeah. Could, could I be a different religion? Could I have no religion at all? What do I really believe? Like, I got the chance to really become uh, and look into things for myself. Mm-hmm. But what I did end on, I because I used to do the whole, I used to literally verbatim say the whole, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. And now I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I literally think that's, that's an excuse for not searching further, mm-hmm. personally. But mm, okay. now... Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> but um, now I can recognize that I am Christian. I just am more in tune with my spirituality than my religion. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, what about sure. you, small twin? I would say, and I was telling you this the other week, I really think... I found my way back to God. Like, I definitely believe there is a higher power. I think there is a God. Do the pronouns really bother me? I really don't give a shit. Like, I'll call God or her, a they, them, it, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I think something else is there beyond me and my, my consciousness, my, like, to the ends of like what I can think of or imagine mm-hmm. there's definitely something b- bigger than me. Um, because I think that like creationism just doesn't make sense in my brain without there being somebody, mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. not like a poof or like, I, I very rarely think things are, um, an accident or like just, Happened by chance, uh, or yeah. Luck. I'm I there is it's by design, I fully believe that, and it just makes sense in my brain believing that mm-hmm. if it's wrong, it's wrong, but if it's not cool, I'm on the not side. <laughs> um, like it doesn't really matter, but I would say, like, now I'm finding my way back to God in my own. At my own pace, and it's really nice, and it's really comforting, and it's really, like, it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel unnatural, and it doesn't feel intimidating. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, when you grow up in the church, and I don't know how many, like, I, I know my, my mom mm-hmm. pretty much grew up in the church, um, but my grandmother and her sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. um, they didn't. So, you know, when you when you're in church and you see people coming in to talk about like, oh, I was a drug dealer and Mm -hmm. I was robbing niggas and then I found God like we didn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. We were just like, this is 
the right thing to do. So mm-hmm. when you have that experience, I think it's very natural for you to grow up, start questioning things, kind of maybe stray away a little bit, and then you're able to come back on your own terms. And it's that much more meaningful of a, yeah. a spiritual journey um, for you to go like, okay, I've seen, you know, all there is to see, mm-hmm. maybe not really, but most of the things that are out there and now I have the opportunity to go, I choose this. Mm. Like my parents are not choosing this for me. My grandparents aren't choosing this for me. I think this is the best for me and my life and my mm-hmm. livelihood. Yeah. And I choose this. Mm. So I, go ahead real quick. So like, cause we all grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. We all part of the non-denomination nation. Here. Only now before. Only now? Yeah. No, uh. it was Baptist and African Methodist Episcopal. Oh. Yeah. I grew up Baptist. Yeah. Oh, it was not for me. It's it was not for me. Tell me all experiences. I think because I've believe I've like I've always been non-denomination, but I grew up in Baptist influenced non-denomination churches. Mm-hmm. So you know everything was accepted, but like y'all y'all are some Baptist you know yeah. preachers, and I I see what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. You know. I yeah no, it wasn't good. <laughs> um. So I would say, okay, my earliest memories of church, it was my grandmother's Amy church, and she was an usher. So we literally be in church from like All day. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. I was disgusted. I was like, why does God need this much praise? This is really narcissistic if you ask me <laughs> like it just wasn't I wasn't with it at all um but you know I was receptive to it because that was also my school environment I went to Christian school so I was getting it like at home or my grandmother's house and in school so it wasn't anything new to me I was just like yeah I know how to pray I already accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior like I'm already saved gang gang I'm out here like living my Christian life so nothing was too bad, but like the rules when I came home to my Baptist father mm-hmm. was just like the rules, the way of thought, the fact that um, I don't I don't even know if it was my dad or the denomination. That's the hard the, part. The denomination in itself is very regimented for lack of a better term so you don't you don't really have these opportunities to express yourself outside of what they say is appropriate like my grandmother's church no matter how nicely you dress you couldn't wear pants women could not sit in the front row of the church like there were just all these the rules of women was crazy to me but they would make it they would like gaslight you (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they would make it seem like other denominations were way more strict mm-hmm. and like my dad would talk horseshit about Catholics like all day every day and I was just like I mean I went to mass one time and I was like mm, this is not for me when I learned about my seventh grade Bible class was the best class I've ever had in my entire life Shout out to Mr. Intokofer. I always called you Mr. I because your name was hard. You know that. So <laughs> shout out to Mr. I. But he taught us like all the religions, like outside of Christianity and all the denominations in Christianity. And I learned about Catholicism. And I was like, bro, Catholicism is pretty lit. But they did mm-hmm. some fucked up 
Shit. So I understand the pushback, like away from the from that church, but mm. like it was so different from what I was hearing at home with my dad talking right. shit about Catholics. I really feel like non-denom when you come from any other flavor of Christianity, non-denom feels a lot more. Um, they're like the the hippie denomination of yeah. all Christians. Like it's a lot more free spirited. You, they're not really tied to any one thing. In the yeah. church that I used to go to, like they would have days where they would be like, "Oh, you know, we bring bringing y'all to a black church this morning," and we yeah. would have like you know choir. Like the first Sunday of the month, we would have a mm-hmm. choir. Good. So you got that nice like, oh, I can hear a choir again. Like this is lovely. Yeah. Right. Um, but you still got to you know hear you know. The for lack guitar. of a better, yeah, like you got to hear the Jesus contemporary Christian music. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, I think non-denomination is literally the meeting place between white and black churches. Yeah, it is. Like it is, but it's sad. I kind of want a choir. No, it's very. I love choirs. It's yeah. very interesting as time progresses where things go, because mm-hmm. like I'm grew up in the non-denomination church with a choir. All my churches oh. has choirs. Mm. Now is when the black churches are, are starting to get. Yeah, there's yeah. Worship there's team. worship team exactly. Yeah. They're they're doing a very Joel Olstein esque mm-hmm. look. A lot of these churches are moving more towards to the mega, to the mega side to mm. all, even behind the scenes. Like uh, they're moving more towards shorter services, mm-hmm. towards streaming, towards mm-hmm. we're gonna uh, get a small yeah. praise team of good singers, mm-hmm. making sure they're good because yeah. they be look yeah no you're right we can talk about the behind the scenes mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> a small team up there with a band in a whole live production versus having a whole choir mm-hmm. you have to go to probably a a older church to get a choir yeah. at this point. That's and that's yeah. It's sad. like a special treat now if you get a choir. Um, Choirs which, are lit. They are lovely. I will say that, but I do appreciate being able to go home in like an hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> and not six hours. Like we used to go to the First Baptist Church of Guilford. At that time, the preacher, um, uh, I think his pastor, right? He's now deceased. Um, but that man would get up there and he'd be. T- and so we would always try to go to, I think it was a 6 a.m. service. Right. Because it would be done at 8. Yeah. Because if you went to the 10 o'clock service, you were going to be there until 2. And my dad and my mom were really not with it. Gotcha. So I remember getting up super early. But um, my experience in that church... Um, it was a lot of like fire and brimstone teaching, yeah. which I, I don't like. I don't like feeling scared to do anything wrong. And everybody's like, oh, Jesus forgives. The way y'all talking about him, he going to like take my right knee and an arm and then forgive me. Like, I'm scared now. <laughs> um, so I had like that experience. So when I went to the first non-denomin- uh, non-denominational church, which my middle school friend, um, her mom recommended it to my mom Mm because at the time she said it was a big church, but now they have like three satellite locations. They were nowhere near as big as they are now. Right. They were, they're actually like um, having service out of community college because they didn't even have a church yet. So Mm -hmm. watching that progression of them growing was really nice. Mm But I remember the first, (laughs) the first uh, message I heard and the pastor got up there. It was talking about, um, 
like how you need to like go you have to go through these growing pains when you're a christian like you mm-hmm. have there are certain stages that are going to be uncomfortable that you have to go through and mm-hmm. then he got to talk about acne and my little acne face was like <gasps> me this <laughs> me so i just felt like very spoken to because i i think a lot of the older black churches they speak more to adults mm-hmm. and um the non-denominational churches i think they capture the youth. Yeah, they're able to like mm-hmm. capture a broader yeah. um, audience yeah. than some of the older churches, and that's what really won me over. And that it was like one hour and thirty minutes, and we got to go home. The first time I went to what's now called Union Church, I believe, um, before it was was it like that Pi Five one? Oh, the Union Union, like it's currently yeah. Union because it. Was transformation, transformation, and somebody else combined. Destiny, oh, destiny. destiny. Yeah. yeah, I went to it when it was destiny. Uh, so, yeah, I went to I went to destiny too. Yeah, and I walked the first day. I was like, "Damn, this club, Jesus!" Internally, <laughs> I was saying that to myself. <laughs> like, literally, all the lights were low, and they were like playing oons oons music, and somebody was soulful and singing, and then the pastor was like charismatic and was, and he was talking. Very young too. Very young. Uh, pastor Stephen. Chandler. Steven mm. Chandler and his wife, Zai? Zai, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, look at us. We go to church and knowing yeah. people. Because I was going to I was gonna reference them, too. I, I Like, having a young pastor, mm-hmm. such a different feeling. Mm-hmm. It yeah. felt so much more relatable. relatable. And, and yeah. even if I won't speak about things that I heard in the background, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. Oh, no. But I kind of figured, because church is moving into... The business. Right. And but but besides what yeah. the stuff, like there is just this feeling of familiarity. They were literally in college for four to mm-hmm. like four to eight years tops bet- before us. Yeah. They understand this on a different level rather than mm-hmm. and I love shout out to Pastor Gertrude Stevens. She is my pastor. Um pastor having Rush. a what? That's not a thing. So oh my! Yes, that's. I'm not, not lying. Like, uh, what's the you, there's transformation? A, a, a light skinned gentleman in Transformation Church. Don't do it. I was just like, huh? Don't do it. Huh? And then in one message, he's like, my wife and my daughter, and I was like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm so praise happy for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Gertrude Stevens is more of a grandmother figure to me. Grandmother. That's what you were going to say. Yes. She said crush. But she's just. Her name is Gertrude. (laughs) Okay. She just had. But her age difference for me. I couldn't always connect with the. With the messages one to one. Okay. But with. Oh my God. You threw me off of that. I'm so sorry. I'm so off. Let me. Anyway, mm-hmm. let me just ask y'all real quick, though, because y'all grew up in church schools, too, mm-hmm. um, because it was still very separate school and church for me. You know, we we, mm-hmm. pledged, we pledged the allegiance, but other mm-hmm. than that, we ain't, we ain't mentioning God. So how was that experience for y'all? Do you want to go first? Or do you want His to name is Charles. Pastor Charles. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go first. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, there was really no separation. There were things that I thought were weird. Like, okay, pledge allegiance to the flag was weird in general. I pledge think we can all. to the Christian flag. But the Christian flag and the Bible? I was like, pledge oh. Pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. Oh. I make it a light into my feet. Wait, I make it a lamp into my 
something and a light into my path that will hide his words in my heart so I might not sin against God. That was just like a very weird that time happened. for me. I, I was just blocked like, that out. I, no, but I do remember it was the American flag, the Christian flag, and then it was the Bible. Bible, yeah. It was just like looking when you're a child, you don't know any different. But looking at it now, that is creepy as hell. Yeah, that, it seems culty. Yes. It seems very culty. Yeah. So, um, especially when it's like we don't do that ever in life now. Never. Like I'm pledging allegiance to a flag. Never. To a book. Never. Like, I don't even stand for that bill. Really? <laughs> different conversation, man. Facts, though. But yeah, that's where I go get concessions. It was very (laughs) odd um, looking back at it now. But when you're a kid and going through like Christian school, you just go like, okay, like, you know, we're taught in church that God is supposed to be a part of our everyday lives. And boom, now he is like, I see this man six days a week. And on Saturday, if there's like a, you know, a little church function, you're going to see him seven days a week. If you with your grandma, you definitely going to see him seven days a week. Yeah. And all day Sunday, 6 a.m. to whenever night service gets out. It was just annoying because I felt like they incorporated God in areas and spaces where it just felt forced. Mm-hmm. It was just like, do we, can we just learn biology? Like, do we have to throw in, like, Genesis every time we go, we dissect a, a frog? Like, like I didn't <laughs> mind it because I was just, I was very, very, very in love with the Lord. Yeah, you um, were. So I, I didn't mind it mm-hmm. for the most, like. I want to say it really, really wasn't until I hit depression. And I was like, um, Jesus, <laughs> what's going on here? Because I do yeah. all the things. Yeah. I have gone to church religiously. but yeah. Like, <laughs> even when I was there by myself, yeah. I would go every single Sunday without fail. And I was going to Bible study. Like, through, mm. t- through college, didn't miss a Sunday, baby. Like, yeah. I had to be very, very sick to not go. So when I got depressed, I was like, um, did I do something wrong or like what's going on here? Like I would like to clear this up in the next like three or four weeks. And then it lasted for years. Being devout and then getting possessed. Just like, what did I do? It's like, I thought you was supposed to be my sword and shield. (laughs) You're supposed to be my safe haven. (laughs) You don't feel safe. (laughs) What's happening? Help! Why have you forsaken me? (laughs) Like, that's how I really felt. And then I was angry. And you don't ever want to be angry with God because it just seems like a recipe for disaster. But, um, yeah, growing up, I just, it was just second nature to me. Like, I didn't think about it. I, if God wasn't there, I'd be like, mm, these people falling by the way you said. Mm. Like, I really was, I was good with it. Yeah. But that depression hit and I was just like, mm-hmm. mm, what's the problem? Yeah, you you want to know what did it for me? What did it for you? Death. Uh-huh. I found. That's interesting. I know. I found that um, the most good people, the most goodest people were losing their lives and mm-hmm. I just I couldn't find a you know how I could find a reason in everything? I couldn't find a reason in that. I wasn't at the point where I could say those individuals, their work on earth was done. Mm-hmm. I'm in a space now to know that. But back then I was just like these people did nothing to nobody, suffered for years or not. 
their or their life was cut short. Um, but they were still so devout, like you. I was just like, why does this keep happening? Like, why is all this shitty shit occurring right now? Mm-hmm. And I've spent all my life trying to be like a good Christian. Like, I just don't understand why I'm experiencing this pain. So it was kind of similar to you, mm-hmm. but it was like different. Like, I was just hurting and I was like, I don't understand why he, you're letting me hurt this bad. Like, right. I, why do I deserve this type of pain right now? I think there was a huge disconnect with, um, with Christian teachings in the sense that, you know, they taught about all these Bible characters who went through mm-hmm. it and became Christians like Saul yeah. and Paul, Paul Saul. Yeah. Like you saw all these transformations, but you didn't really see people who was like down from the jump right, and then right. go through like Job. Mm-hmm. Job is always a classic example when they're like, oh, you're going through the illness. It's just Job. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, why did Job have to go through that? Because he ain't do nothing to nobody. nobody. He was minding his business, doing everything he was supposed to do. And I feel like that part of the Christian walk doesn't get addressed. And I think that's one of the major things that young people walk away from. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, you guys are telling me that, you know, my life is going to be better. This is a person who I can trust. This is a person who loves me, who protects me. No matter what situation I go, prepares a, a, you know, petty table of dinner in the presence of my enemies. Like, you're you're, (laughs) you're like hyping up all these perks so to speak, right. about being a Christian, yeah. but you're not talking about like, yes, you can be a Christian and do quote unquote all the things, but you are still going to experience life. Yeah. Like Christianity does not protect you from pain. It doesn't protect you from bad situations. Mm-hmm. It is just something you can lean on when you go through those things. Yeah. And I don't feel I don't feel like that was really taught to us. Right. Yeah. Like I think it was pretty much like be good, be a good Christian and good things will happen to you. And it's not a reward system like that. But when it when it it's like the opposite or when good shit doesn't happen to us. Like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're being bad. God is upset with you. At that point, that's where a lot of people, our generation are just like, fuck this. Like, it ain't even worth all this, man. You can keep that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, right now, I I know we're talking about how we've been to young churches and churches that kind of cater to the millennials, but Mm -hmm. it's like those old school teachings are still very much alive and present and the dominating factor in very true. in the in the church going industry the mm-hmm. the religion and like mega churches and everything so and they're not doing a good job just being honest with us mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. being honest about the fact that yeah you might get depression mm-hmm. you could do all the good things right now but something is going to happen to you and your brain is going to alter I remember there's, um, I think it was Saul Paul, Paul Saul. Paul Saul. Um, and there's a part in the Bible where he like really asked God and he was like, I have this problem. Like, can you please mm-hmm. help me with this? And God was pretty much like, this is a thorn in your side. I'm keeping there to keep you humble because you don't know how you, mm-hmm. you're going to act. If I take this away from you, the person you are going to become, I can't use that person. Oh, I fully mm-hmm. believe if I didn't it's, have insecurities, I would be... So I'm like, yeah, if I didn't have acne, I'd be running these streets. God knows, bro. God knew. He's like, let me not give her too much now. She's not going to know how to act. Like, And I know that. I'd be like, you used to give me a couple pimples every couple of days. And I'd be like, okay, I see you. But yeah, like I feel like 
those are parts that really need to be expressed. And there was one pastor um, at uh, Bridgeway is where I went to for like over 10 years. He was the most logical man ever. Mm-hmm. Like if he wasn't, I would have believed he was a scientist. Like everything was very like, I'm a Christian. I love God, but I have to admit to you, this don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I really love that because I was like, yeah, everything in the Bible doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. If God tell me to do X, Y, and Z, and I can only do X, like, what am I supposed to do with the Y, Z? That's not possible for me to get. Go to hell. So, I think... <laughs> that's what they... <laughs> but wait, you know, said. you know, so, like, looking for explanations outside of just our religion has probably the reason why I've become more uh, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you talking about the pimples, right? Mm-hmm. That reminds me of just my, uh, like common very low level ideals on like yin yang for example Mm -hmm. so going outside of at least because i don't know if yin and yang are religious or not Mm -hmm. but just the my basic knowledge of uh equivalent exchange Mm -hmm. yin yang things of that nature so like you said life might have been great for you 100 Mm -hmm. if you had no pimples but god knew you know god gave me one year and he was like Nah, nah. nah. So the what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So to balance that out, let me throw a pimple here. Let me throw. Let me like, and that's the explanation. Although I do always acknowledge that, like when I use that explanation for everything, Mm -hmm. it still does come from a privileged place. Because I can't tell somebody who is on the streets and has no food every Mm -hmm. other day. Mm -hmm. Oh, God didn't give you food in a house because he knew you would act crazy. (laughs) Or because you're such a a perfect person, you have no food. Like, nah, I can't say that necessarily, and that definitely comes from a privileged place. But Mm -hmm. from a very low-level side, like the people who seem to have it, the like easiest who mm-hmm. look the best who might be flourishing in all social mm-hmm. sides that we can see maybe they're dealing with such internal battles and once again that's a that's the yin yang of it mm-hmm. yeah i, I mean like we're them, uh fallen people so you know some fuck shit is bound to happen but i think i agree with you when uh, looking at other things and you're starting to realize like how much um i don't, don't want to say like that there's a big three, but like there's a big two in the religion world and it's mm-hmm. like Islam, Christianity. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. When you look at some of these other religions that are maybe not as popular and see how they like what they do for their people, what they tell their people to do to, to stay healthy and mm-hmm. stay grounded. You realize like there is a lot of spiritual work that still needs to happen. Like you can't go to church on Sunday and pray every night and expect like everything's gonna be okay. Like Christianity is still work. If you're a Muslim, yeah. like that is still work. Yeah. So I think that's another part that gets lost in translation. Like just like you have to go to the gym and exercise to keep your body healthy. Mm-hmm. There are spiritual things that you need to do. Maybe when you pray, you need to actually sit there in silence and let God, you know, talk to you. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't hear nothing, you still need to be in the like the habit of being in silence yeah. and being humble yeah. and looking at things a different way. Like there are a lot of mental, you know, gymnastics, I will say, that you have to do to get yourself to go, okay, this is not just read a Bible and pray and check mm-hmm. off a list and be okay. Like there is a spiritual aspect to this yeah. that is not just do, 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 do. But I think that's what drew me away for a long while. Like, yeah, it was the the really tragic deaths that were happening, but, like, it was also just 
the mirror image of people who went to church every Sunday and how they acted in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. I did not like what I was seeing. I was just like... It got to a point where it was really hard to want to... Like, if somebody said, like, oh, like, are you religious? Mm -hmm. I almost never wanted to say I was a Christian. Yeah. Because there was such Mm -hmm. a connotation with it of, you know, holier than thou, I'm better Mm -hmm. than you, I (laughs) think I'm better than you, you're not good if you don't become a Christian. Yeah. Um, I'm going to treat you like trash if you're gay, if you... Um, you know, got a divorce if you had an abortion. Like, yeah. there was so much baggage with the term Christianity that I would just be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah, That's what I, I would that. say. I like that. Because it, it gave you a different feel, and you weren't, like, people aren't really sure how to take that, so right. at least you don't get the negative part of it. Because that's all I was seeing. I was just seeing, like... Christians can be so nasty. Horrible, yeah. nasty, judgmental, mm-hmm. drunk. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> and I'm like, everybody has a the church hurt me story. Even right. if you've yeah. been a Christian, yeah. even if you grew up in a church, church everybody has a, has a story. And it's really sad that something that's supposed to be so helpful mm-hmm. and loving and kind and yeah. be, you know, such a great thing in the world, a lot of people have been hurt from it. I will say the funnest experience that I had was, I think it was a Methodist church, but there was like this prayer to Mary, and my dad was like, don't say that prayer, you're going to go to hell now. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, (laughs) the church hurts in many ways. It could be emotional, it could be mental, Mm -hmm. like, it was just, it was just these mind games I was always trying to maneuver around, like, being forced to be a church kid. Mm -hmm. So... When I was finally like, oh, I'm going to work every Sunday. <laughs> and feeling like trash when you didn't want to go to church. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That yeah. was the part that I was just like, if you, if I ever felt, I remember when I told my dad I was sick. And he would just be like, you just don't want to go to church. Turns out I was really, really sick. And when he finally took me to the doctor, I almost had to go to surgery. Wow. Like if he had waited another week, I would have had to have surgery. And I'm just like, mm. you really, you really like jeopardize my health Mm -hmm. because you felt it was that important for me to sit in church when it's like yes church is a good place for you to learn teachings and everything but all them teachings is in the bible like my relationship with god is more important than me sitting in a building every sunday so (laughs) what it really is Telling my father that was, whew, we, we've had mad conversations about that one. Mad. Old school folks don't like that conversation. I'm like, why are you not going to church? I think my dad thought I was like a Satanist at one point. He was just like, I know you don't believe in God. You believe in Satan? You Satan? I was just like, chill. chill That's on. a massive jump. That's a well, massive jump. But I would be like, I know some Satanists. They're really nice. <laughs> Actually, like, first of all, witches and Satanists. They're very nice. They are very nice. They're very politically correct. They're, like, very much like, oh, yeah, what are your gender pronouns? Okay, that's fine if you don't have any or believe in that. That's totally cool. Like, Satanists (laughs) and witches act the way that Christians should be acting. Yes. And I think that's the irony of the religion. And I think that's the point. I think that I really do. I think... It's just a big old troll. It's mm-hmm. just like, hmm, we're going to worship the worst of the worst, but be the best of the best. They really are very nice. <laughs> just, I haven't I haven't met not one witch, warlock, Satanist. Maybe they don't use warlock. Sorry if that's wrong. <laughs> that was just, I've never met one that was an asshole. They were yeah. just always very pleasant. Yeah. Well, so 
if this is where we're at now, where do you feel like you'll be at, like, going, continuing forward in mm-hmm. adulthood, beyond that? Like, what about the partners that you have? What about when mm-hmm. you have children? Like, I definitely think that I would be... I think it's ever growing, but I do feel closer to God. I think mm-hmm. every you good. There was a Louis hair on my mic that was just floating because of the fan, yeah. and I was just like, <laughs> "Kind of get it," but it was blending in with the carpet. It was hard to see. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, regardless of where I'm at, in some way, shape, or form, I'll be closer to God in practice. I believe. Okay. Um, will I require that for my partner? I don't think so. I don't even think, like, for my kids if I have any either. But I know that's very important to people. But it's just, like, I was never given the opportunity to find my way. And me finding my way is a far better journey than being forced into a way. So I wouldn't really want to do that to my kids unless unless they're like, oh, yeah, well, who who we celebrating for Christmas? Jesus! Oh my God! Let's talk about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, then we could talk about Jesus. But if you don't want to talk about Jesus, we could talk about Santa Claus. That's totally fine. <laughs> I think I've said. Well, one, I've settled that I don't mind dating outside of my religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want someone to have some type of religion. I don't think I. The only thing I think I wouldn't date is an atheist. Okay. Because to me, to believe that there's nothing above us is oh, wild. Yeah. Like, that's the one wild part I can't get over. To think that like we're the ultimate form in a sense is yeah. just like getting get having conversations with atheists is really interesting. It could also be mind numbing. Yeah. But it could be very very, very like true. enlightening in some aspect because it's just like. The buck stops with us. We suck. Yeah, so like we are, like, we're powerless amongst you. Like, a comic could come in. So I don't know. To me, damn. that's just a very, <laughs> that's just a very important thing. Just to have a higher power. Yeah. And then when it comes to my kids, I think. Well, let me myself. I do want to become more spiritually involved for multiple reasons. I mm-hmm. still want to like, or religiously involved. I still want to search out more, like. I don't feel like I would have done life right if I never personally read the Bible mm-hmm. like full full on and actually be able to have an understanding with my adult mind. Oh, wow. Um, we are coming from a place of privilege. I think over the course of my education, I've had to read the entire Bible. Oh, yeah. Never. I mean, you know, like we read it every Sunday, but I've never had to read it, you know, like. You have to memorize Ephesians. My, um, I think I was in first or second grade. They made us memorize the entire first chapter of Genesis. Whoa. Jesus. That's a big one. Yeah, that's. OCS did not play about day Jesus. He was going to know some stuff and nothing else. I, Jesus. Um, but with my kids and it's, it's important to me for them to grow up in a church home. Mm-hmm. I just really feel kind of strong about the idea that, like, that church home gave me some great foundations that, like, uh, allowed me to navigate the world in a very loving way. Now, Mm -hmm. finding the right church home is probably more Mm -hmm. important than just Mm -hmm. any church home, Mm -hmm. for one. And two, wow, this might be another politically, you know, drawn conversation we should have. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily believe... uh, 
don't know if y'all recently saw y'all see Jeannie Mae and Jeezy said they're gonna you know have their kid be genderless and decide their own gender. Oh really? Ah. Oh. Young Jeezy agreed to that. Young Jeezy, when, when he started dating that Asian woman, he really opened his mind to a lot of different shit. And I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. Oh no, but like he he's definitely changed as a person since. Oh, being I don't with think her. he agreed to that one though. <laughs> I think that's her. Like, <laughs> but you're right. He did. I personally, me, don't agree with that sentiments. I agree with my child having the option to choose to choose or to figure out their identity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in raising them identity lists. Okay. Per se. I will probably raise them. No, I'm not probably. I will raise them. <laughs> yeah. The gender they they are, you know, um, subscribe to. Yeah. But they have, if they discover something throughout life, that's them. So yeah. same thing. If we get through years of religion and they do come to me, daddy, I do not... Yeah. think I'm a Christian. I do not want to be a Christian. Yeah. And, you know, we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I have no qualms or problems letting that, you know, rock I, per se. I, I kind of want to, I want to, like, just, I would give my kids everything. I, like, if there, are, if there are, like, little coexist books mm-hmm. where it just has everything, I'm just like, which one? You like their colors better? Okay, so we could go get a menorah. Uh, we can get you a yum. <laughs> like, you know, like, just... Just it, introducing them to, because I'm telling you, that seventh grade Bible class has stuck with, had, has made the most lasting impression on me, right. period. Like, not just because I was young and still being like, whatever, but it was because it was so good and important and I never would have gotten that experience anywhere else. Um, and I fear that there are a lot of kids that aren't even being exposed to what's out there, really. And so I would just like, yes, you could choose whatever you want to choose, but I want to make sure you you know what's out there. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I don't think what you're saying is politically incorrect at all. I mean, I I, I would just, for me, it would be for just my memory and like, you know, I'm just, (laughs) you just got to do one. And then if you want to change that, that's fine. That's cool. So for me, I don't see my last relationship. I was with somebody who did not identify with my religion. And it was actually a a point of contention that I didn't think would be one because, well, one, he made jokes about it, which was like very off-putting. Boo. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. (laughs) So, you know, it's hard I would say from his perspective, because I was, you know, when we got together, it was during a time that I was really struggling with my faith because I was in in the midst of my depression. But I wasn't so far removed from my religion that I was okay with, you know. Jokes. Yeah. Like, I was still trying to figure out and find my my place and my space with this. Like, does this work for me? Am I upset because I feel like I don't deserve to go through things? And do I need to unpack that? And why Mm. I feel like... I specifically don't deserve to go through things. Mm. Like there was a lot of work that I needed to do and somebody kind of coming in and not being, um, nurturing to your, yeah. Like I'm not expecting you to, you know, sit down with me and try to help me figure it out, but Mm. I'm expecting you to give me my space to figure it out. Um, but then it got to a point where it's like, okay, we can't have a conversation about this. Mm. And this is a very important integral part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I realized and then after you'd be that. you surprised when it was. You'd be like, it is? 
She's religious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you didn't know. I'm a follower of Christ. <laughs> exactly. No, my car. Me and Jesus are buddies. <laughs> um, so after getting out of that relationship and being in the one that I, I'm in now, where, you know, like very early in our relationship, I started having a lot of uh, personal um, changes in my life, you know, with my mom's health and with my health and a lot new jobs and all this kind of stuff happening. And when I tell you, like, we went to sleep. Wow, I burped in the mic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like no one noticed, and she just kept going. Yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah. I feel like if it goes fo- unnoticed, then it's noticed. I was focused on the story. Sorry. And didn't even hear things. Squirrel. All right, my bad. It has a build, Chardé. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, there was a lot of personal things um, that were kind of, like, falling apart in my life, um, and just... I just didn't know what to do. It wasn't necessarily that things were falling apart, but things were changing very rapidly all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to sleep together. We didn't, like, we didn't sleep together, but we slept together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this man put his hand on my head and prayed over me. I almost started sobbing. That was just something that I had never experienced before. A man, like, actually caring for me that was like the first wake-up call when i was just like this man is able to love me on a level that other men have have not it's beautiful so i'm like yes you can you know bring me food when i'm not feeling well you can you know massage my back when my cramps are fucking me up Mm -hmm. you can tell me all the good things about life and how great i am as a person but when you have a man unsolicited just pray over you, that's sexy. That, yeah, it, it, it hit very different. I realized, I was like, this is something I, I want for myself. Like, I this is something that makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel safe. And it makes me feel like no matter what happens, we can go to God and we don't have to fight each other. What I if his God was that. different? What if he prayed in a different way than what you're used to? Would that still have been... Very I mean, I do think it's like I feel like it's the same way when you pray, like when you tell atheists, like I'll pray for you. Like it's a nice gesture, uh-huh. but they don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they really like I think yeah, if they're I'm nice, they'll, they'll go like, oh, you know, that's nice because to you, that's the most care that you can. Right. I am soliciting the most powerful being I know to intercede on your behalf and help you. That's nice, right? But they don't believe in that shit, so they're just like, okay. But no, like if he would have prayed to Jehovah or, uh, I think it hits home more for me just because we are on the same wavelength. Like it's not that I wouldn't have appreciated it, Mm -hmm. but the fact that we go to the same God, Mm -hmm. like this is the same God that, you know, if something's going on with him, I was like, you know, Lord, you know, you, you helped me. This man prayed over me. He, he talked to you on my behalf. I'm talking Mm -hmm. to you now on his, like there's a different relationship there. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I wouldn't appreciate it, but mm-hmm. it does hit different when it's, you know, yeah. when it's your God. Okay. That was a strong point. Mm-hmm. And it just, that might've flipped my world right there. Because <laughs> not only... That shit right there. No, that shit right... Because <laughs> not only... Okay. And, uh, Speak your peace, King. <laughs> See, here's because, my thoughts. We just need a second camera. Put it right here. So we can get all your reactions. You know what I'm saying? We need to just get another ring light like that and just put the little cell phone camera so it could be like a <laughs> shitty, shitty video quality. And just have like and just yeah. like pop it up sometimes when we need to. Yeah. No, it's like okay. So remember uh a previous episode we talked about like just the idea of like guys having a certain power over certain mm-hmm. things. Right, 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 right. So like the 
actually praying for a woman is a move that we will do mm-hmm. and never mean it in a you know sexy way or anything mm-hmm. it's a genuine mm-hmm. i really want to sit here mm-hmm. and pray with you mm-hmm. in my presence mm-hmm. on the phone uh together in the car while it's raining mm-hmm. like i want to pray mm-hmm. so i never even thought about the fact that like it does just hit different when it's somebody that's on the same wavelength mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they're not it <laughs> It could still hit, but it's not going to hit the same. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hit the same. Mm. So, like, in that respect, as far as raising kids, like, I would give them the same experience that I had. I mean, they're going to go to church, but I'm not going to... I'm going to be very careful with what kind of church that I bring yeah. my kids in. The same way people research schools, mm-hmm. I'm researching my church. I don't want my kids oh, to feel yeah. scared. And that's what I think I felt growing up was I just felt so scared to do something wrong. I was beat with a fear stick yeah. into loving God. And like when I let that go and I came back to it, I was like, wow, I don't have to be beat to love God right now. Like, like it's not a fear-based religion. It's a loved one. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that that's how my kids get introduced. And if I have to introduce them at home first before we start going to a church, that's fine. If they get to, you know, high school, middle school, and they're like, mommy, I don't really think this is for me. Okay. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not going to take away their ability to, you know, say that they don't like it anymore they don't want to participate anymore but even with all the the flaws i think that i experienced with church folks in different churches Mm -hmm. i think i still turned out a really really good person because i had those values in my life and they're really good values like aside from all the like okay there was a big whale that ate a person and threw him up and he was still fine (laughs) like cool there are these miraculous stories but there are also really good you know I was about to say tidbits. <laughs> there are also really good lessons yeah. in that book to go, you know, like Ecclesiastes is my favorite because this dude be like, this is meaningless, this is meaningless, this is meaningless. And this is a man who was the smartest man, had all the concubines, had all the riches. And it's just like, okay, this is just telling you, like, it doesn't matter what you acquire in this life. If right. you're not nurturing your soul, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy. And these are lessons that I think they would get in any religion. Those are the things that I want them to walk away with Mm. like if they don't believe that a snake talked to a lady and she ate an apple fine but the actual building them as a human and going hey take care of your the inside part of you that's all i can ask for i'm trying to think of what my favorite book of the bible was i feel like it was basic it was psalm or song of solomon ecclesiastes was my crack bro i was like this dude is speaking facts i have an actual favorite like I said, yeah, it's 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 a tough read. Like New and Old Testaments was always true for me. Like I just was always asking why the Pentateuch, the, the first sense. five. I don't like them. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a curse. Okay. <laughs> like the, I was Zebediah was the son of Eshkabal and I was like this I don't why do I need to know this? Because I, I don't understand who these people are, how to say these names. Okay, let's see, because yeah. we did it again, again. An hour. Over an hour. Oh. But let's let's do it like this. How about if everybody could just give, like, their one big takeaway from spirituality, religion, blah, blah, blah. And I know that's a big question, but that's just because this whole time, uh, it's been popping up in my head that the one thing I can really feel like I learned from the Christian religion that mm-hmm. keeps me in it mm-hmm. uh, is just God equals love. Mm-hmm. And for me... 
that kind of directs my whole life that even if um you know older generation we're gonna they're gonna get into the sex before marriage they're gonna get into the uh lgbtq community they're mm-hmm. gonna get into so many sins and not even address their own sins that they do mm-hmm. but i always felt if i approach everything as god is love therefore if i can give love or try to admit love in every situation then god then, is in you then, and i'm doing god's work yeah mm-hmm. so even if i don't agree with someone's relationship or even if i don't agree with what someone's doing as long as i approach it with actual genuine love then I'm approaching. I'm I'm WWJD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Ooh, that was a moment in time. You had to be there. Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for myself, the biggest thing I took away is that it it is truly a journey, mm-hmm. and it's going to have its ups and downs like anything else. If you're going to college, it's going to have ups and downs. If you're doing a new, you know, weightlifting program or a new exercise program, ups and downs, dieting whatever it is a life experience and it will not be perfect um but to your point thomas that the pastor uh pastor david anderson at bridgeway um pastor david anderson he would say this all the time we major on the majors and we minor on the minors and it's just like those areas of shade of gray that some Christians are very, very obsessed with figuring out who's right and who's wrong mm-hmm. is not important. The major story of of Jesus coming down and, you know, dying on the cross for sin, the major person or, you know, per- person that we've created <laughs> or try mm-hmm. to personify, um, God, that is what is important, that he is mm-hmm. love, that when you go out into the world, you need to be loved to other people. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've I've come away with, with going to different churches, with hearing from different people, with seeing different types of Christians. Major on the majors. Mm-hmm. The things that are set in stone that are not arguable about the Christian faith. Carry those pillars and, and act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Those minors whether you are, you know, allowed to masturbate, whether divorce is wrong or not, like those things aren't as important. God is not going up there with the, you know, up there at his desk going, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to let you in, but you did masturbate three times on Tuesday. Like those are things that, you know, need, need to be put to the side. So that I think that is something that can help you live a more judgmental life as well, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, just love people for who they are and for the God that, that you see, you know, in them. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is that there's power in realizing that there's something bigger than you. Mm. There's power in knowing that you are insignificant, even though that sounds harsh. It's, it's true. Like you are part of a much bigger plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing that plan unfold by trusting the process is beautiful. And that's what makes the journey worth it. So um, I know a lot of people have been really, really hurt by the church. I'm not even advocating for Christianity. I'm just advocating for believing in something, having faith in something. It really takes a lot of weight off your chest Mm -hmm. because all them years where I just spent angry and, you know, kind of identifying as agnostic, but like teetering on atheism, I was carrying burdens with me. And now I don't feel like I have to carry as many. I still Mm -hmm. got them, but I'm definitely not carrying as many because I'm, I know there's like 
there's just a bigger purpose and a bigger meaning, and that's Amen. just beautiful for me. There's a verse for that. It's, Give the it, burdens to Jesus. I yeah, it really, like, that's what I'm learning, and it's like, whoever that may be, do that shit. Mm. <laughs> like, give that burden up because that's all it's there for. It's it's mm. there to to be a comfort blanket for you, you know? So um, I'm not approaching it in a, a scared little, oh, you going to beat me if I don't come to you type of way. I'm approaching it as like, oh, you have my heating pad and tea ready? Yeah, I'm going to go chill over there with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, so. back rub. Yeah, ask you about your day. Tell you you pretty and stuff. Like, oh, I'm just like, oh, I'm this beautifully is really and nice. wonderfully made. I'm <laughs> made in your image. Ooh, <laughs> I'm your favorite child. Aww. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm approaching it, and it's like a fun ride. And so, yeah, that's I my biggest that. takeaway. Thank I love you. that for us. Love that for us. Love but we talk too much. This has been yeah. a nice episode. This, this, is, nice. this is what happens when we don't do an episode in a while. We just get to talk. We get that. We just get to Look at him. Going. He's like, He's it's like, too bright in here. Y'all niggas is loud. That's how I feel <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> you see him, Thomas? <laughs> He's really curled all the way up. Uh, he has a job. He's like, um, excuse me. Oh, we probably need to close this out. Um... Yeah, guys, it's been really real. Uh, you know, whatever you choose for yourself, uh, religious, religion-wise, yeah. is not you know a matter of care for us. But spiritually, mm. take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, cause a musty spiritual whole being thing, a musty one, a crusty one. Don't be out here spiritually ashy. Don't be spiritually ashy. Don't do it. Don't Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Won't he do it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Small twin. Bye. Tall twin. Yeah. So did it. So did it. Oh, what y'all saying? Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Oh, shit. We did say that. And be the best little <laughs> galaxies that you can be. I think we should keep that one. <laughs> oh, shit. We do be saying that, don't we? <laughs> All right. Now, yeah. peace. 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 <laughs> Very well. You're funny. Sorry. That's right. We do be saying.